The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete Houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week can you spend up As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. Thank you for tuning into the Houndsman XP podcast. I'm your host, Chris Powell, and we're here for another adventure. I've got Kevin and Nancy Hall from Dogs Are Treed, and they've got a big announcement that we're going to get to. Some of you will remember the days when Kevin was riding the tales called the Long Walker. It was a fan favorite. He posted those on Dogs Are Treed in the Facebook group. Well, he's compiled a bunch more stories, all the original stories, and he expanded into some new stories, and he made a book out of it. Finally, it's coming out. It's I've been anticipating and anxious to see this thing. I did get a chance to uh, take a look at it and proofread it, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a collector's item, folks. I'm telling you, it's going to have an epic cover on the on the front of it. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful book, and it's going to be well-written, and highly entertaining. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Kevin and I also take a deep dive into hydration. 
Kevin has probably done more research than anybody that I know of that is not a veterinarian about how dogs stay cool and how to hydrate them the best. And all that science is backed up by Dr. Arlie Reynolds. And Kevin went ahead and took a deep dive. And he and his wife, Nancy, market a product called Dogs Are Hydrated. You're going to want to hear how this product can keep your dogs cooler, keep them well hydrated, keep them in the field longer, recover faster. This is a game changer, folks. It worked for Arlie Reynolds, who is a three-time world champion sled dog racer, and it can work for you with your hounds, whether you're competition coon hunting or bear races or lion hunting. Well, I don't care what you're doing. Beagle guys, bird dogs, you ought to be using dogs that are hydrated, seriously. And if you go to the website, make sure if you do order it, you can enter the promo code HXP20% off, all capital letters, HXP20, the percentage sign off, and you'll get 20% off of your order. Guys, that's all I got. Let's get down to it. This is a box shaker. Let's get the tailgate down. It's time to dump the box. I want to welcome Kevin and Na- Kevin and Nancy Hall from Dogs Are Treat to the podcast. We got some big news from from them. So how we'll get into that. But how is everything from my good friends in Income, Idaho? Things are going great. Yeah, it's been a good summer. Nancy's arms healing up finally after second surgery. It hasn't been so, a fun summer. Just yeah. we, you know, we haven't gotten to go anywhere. I didn't get to do my birthday trip, but. But things are going well. You didn't get to do your birthday what? Trip. Oh, I thought you said your birthday strip. I was, I was thinking, <laughs> oh, poor Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Kevin got Kevin got well, cheated. Well, we take <laughs> off camping on this trip. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a fun trip. Oh. Uh, anyway. My, I was in a lot of pain, and I knew that Kevin had taken 10 days off, um, and I knew based on everything that I had to have that second surgery. And I, he came home one day, I said, we're not going on our trip. I'm, I scheduled the surgery because it, it just, I couldn't take it anymore. So yeah. Yeah. And that's that the is, second, second surgery you had to have. Yeah. Yeah. For your broken wing. There, Good, I don't yeah. know if you can see that scar. <laughs> oh, just two of them. Wow. <laughs> and I got one just like it. On this side, but I don't think I can show you that one. And that one, this top one's been done twice in the last year. So it happened August 25th. Yeah. But she did well enough after the surgery and I had 10 days off. So it kind of worked out well for me because I got in some extra bear hunting that period of time. (laughs) There you go. You did. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. Honey dews around the house. Yeah. Well, how how was the bear hunting this year? It was good. It was as good for me as it's ever been. It was a good year. It, you know, I changed up my jobs a little bit a year ago uh, yeah. so I could get on a more regular schedule and have some predictable time off. And that was really paying off just to be able to schedule something just compared to what I had before. So it made had a big sell, difference. Had to sell the Nampa car and everything. Uh, yeah, the Nampa car, lots of things. <laughs> he still <laughs> yeah. has it. Oh, I still have it. I, I got it here in Pocatello now and I drive it back and forth to work. Oh, no but, kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't get rid of the name of car. Yeah. Yeah. But that's so, all right. But, uh, so how the bear, tell us some bear hunts stories from out there before we get into our, we're this is going to be like a, a big unveiling celebration 
And um, we're going to get into all that. There's a couple other things I want to talk about, but let's just start off with talking about bear hunting. I know you're, I know you're hunting some mangy blue tick out there. Yeah, and that made that made the season pretty interesting. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> but just just to recap, it started late for us because it's such a late spring. Field trials were getting canceled, and you couldn't get out really till Memorial Day or just just after. So it was a condensed season. But once it got going, once it got going, bears were active, and it was good. I think we got races every time except for once. So so we had a good productive year that way. And hunting junior, the big blue tick was interesting. He kept it. It was always entertaining because he, he's got a lot of personality, a lot yeah. of natural talent. And uh, it was just fun. He's he's really worked out well for bringing in an outside dog. And, you know, in context, I've been a plot guy since the 80s, late mm -hmm. 80s. And the group of people that, you know, we've gravitated together, they're in the they're the same. And well, so plot guys bring, have to hunt together because nobody else wants to hunt with us. That's it. Yeah. Well, and there's there's yeah. a lot to that. Yeah. And and to bring in a dog from outside the area and from a different breed, and uh, you know, there's just a lot of unknowns. You know, what's this dog's temperament going to be like? Is he going to fit in? You know, is is it going to work out? You know, are the other dogs going to accept him? Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of things that are unknown, and so everybody's watching to see what happens with this dog but everybody liked him everybody i'll tell you what him. that was the thing yeah. about big that was the thing about big country that guy made friends everywhere that dog made yeah. friends everywhere he went yeah you know he was yeah. always a dog that uh you could kind of read his personality in his face and and uh you know just he was just a likable dog he's just one of those likable dogs i mean yeah he made friends everywhere made us a lot yeah. of friends too yeah yeah so he's been really enjoyable to have around so yep. we appreciate that he's everything he was supposed to be i he remember did. seeing mongo that got started when i saw mongo for the first time and i was holding mongo on the end oh yeah checking him out a little bit and i thought i've never seen a blue tick that was this athletic and built this strong mm -hmm. before and i thought man if i was ever going to get something different i'd like to try one of these and a couple of years later the opportunity came around and he's just like Mongo. You've seen some of his pictures. He's a big, strong, stout, good-looking yeah. dog. Yeah. So we it's been enjoyable. Do you, do you like his looks as well as you like Mongo? I haven't seen him since he. I was. haven't seen Mongo in a long time, but I know as far as his build, from what I remember of Mongo, yeah, yes. Then I don't remember Mongo's markings exactly. Mm -hmm. But he might uh, Junior might be a little taller. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but uh, beautiful dog. Great. Yeah. Great. Well, that's good yeah. to hear. That's good yeah. to hear. I'm, I'm actually good year. Good year actually hunting for the siblings right now. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. younger one, about a year old. No, I've got, I've got a half brother to him out of jazz and crash, which is a, a half brother, half brother to big country. Racket Ridge crash is a half brother to big country. So Indy is out of crash and jazz and then junior is out of big country and jazz. And I've got a litter mate to uh junior here now that came Casey brought her down. He's got rush and he had one he called girl. And mm -hmm. so she'll be making, she'll make it be making the rounds this year headed to, headed to New Mexico next week. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah. Probably West West Virginia this fall. Yeah, Virginia for sure. I don't know Virginia. about West Virginia, yeah. but yeah, we we probably will end up in West Virginia where we aren't. <laughs> <laughs> At least once. So yeah. So hey, there was something yeah, for, uh, for just for within the context of what was able to do. It, it really worked out well because there's different levels for everybody. There's the people that can go six days a week. There's people that can go three or four. Some only can go two. You know, some guys can only go once every other week, you know. Right. And so you just have to understand what your limitations are that way and do the best you can within that. And just be blessed that you have the opportunity to do what you can do and make the best of it. And so. For sure. For sure. And some guys can't show up because their wife wouldn't let them. Yeah. Yeah. Some guys yeah, had a growly wife that day and didn't show up. So I never had that. Yeah. So you know uh, what? That's because I get a ton done when he's gone. That's the way Carrie is. Yeah. Oh she I'm buzzing around and doing five things at once. And yeah. man, I know I, I can track him while he's gone. And I'm not kidding you. I'm like, okay, I haven't I have two hours left. Yes, I have an hour left. I mean <laughs> a lot to do. And once he gets home. You know, the dynamic changes. It's not that it's bad, but we do have a business to run. And so there's things that, that I do by myself. There's things for it that he does. And then there's things that we need to do together. And so it All works right. out well. Go, go, go. Right. Yeah, we use the InReach for that because she's got the InReach Explorer app on her phone. Mm -hmm. And with my login, she can see where I'm at. If my Garmin's on, she can see where I'm at. Yeah, I can kind of tell what's going on. You know, if I'm on roads or if I'm biking off roads, you know, then she knows something changed, something different's going on. If I'm hitting the highway driving home, she sees that. You know what so stinks? What stinks is that I can also see if he goes a different direction and he happens to be headed to the vet. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yeah. And I mean that hasn't happened for a long time, but yeah. there have been a couple times when I'm like, oh no, you know, crap. I thought about getting it for my wife, but I for Carrie, but I don't even know that she would look at it. She's just like, I don't care, whatever, whatever I, you're doing, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, and and that you know the two main reasons: safety, like if because I can get messages. Yeah, right. right? So send right. messages so, through. So two big reasons: if I missed a message, <clears throat> that would be awful. You know, if if it was a very 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 important, hey, I'm hurt message. Um, but the other one, too, for me is absolutely time management because I can get super busy doing all these things um, and it may and and these need to be done before he gets home because then we have so many other things to do. So, I mean, for me, sometimes I keep my phone propped up right by my computer, you know, and I check it yeah. periodically just so I know where I'm at. That's no, a good no, feature for at, sure. So that, That's a good uh, feature. I like it when I'm hunting by myself because, you know, if something bad happens you know she's kind of somewhat connected and if she noticed that something seemed to miss that hadn't moved for a long long time yeah you know right mm. she could help from here without even knowing that you know so yeah in reach you know, is in reach is a good. great tool but if you're yeah. if you slide down a avalanche chute and you're unconscious at the bottom of it you can't push exactly. the button right right so. right right. <clears throat> right yeah well hey i had one of we, the uh we oh, go ahead I just want, we got kind of moving along here a little bit, but, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to get into Heath Hyatt dropped a podcast a couple weeks ago with Garrett Bailey. And, um, uh, 
Kevin, you got, you're probably the only person I know that's not a vet that's done as much research on dog hydration and different things when you're developing your dogs are hydrated because you had to write instructions and you had to be able to explain it and, yeah. you know, use it. So this is the time of year. I mean, early season, that's why we dropped the podcast at the time. Uh, because for you, I mean, your bear season's over, but you got another one coming up here pretty quick and still going right. to be hot mm -hmm. and people are exercising dogs. So let's just, I want to do a <clears throat> recap of dogs are hydrated and talk about both steps and the importance of both steps, you know, in, in 10, 10 to 15 minutes. And then we're going to get into the big news. Okay. Just an overview that in fact, we've got some right here, but there, it's in two steps. There's a liquid form, which is step one and then a powder form, which is the step two it comes in a bag like this. And uh, so there's two different things going on here. <clears throat> the, the step one is a prehydration. You mix it with water, offer it to the dogs before an outing up to anywhere from an, one to eight hours. Um, they drink it. The it's, it's glycerin is what it is. Vegetable glycerin and it mixes with the water. The glycerin rapidly absorbs across all cells of the body, especially the muscles. And so mixed with water, the glycerin absorbs into the muscles. It takes the water with it. And then so the muscles are actually prehydrated and the dog is out exercising, running, whatever he's doing. And the glycerin is burned off as a source of energy, but the water stays with the muscles in a prehydration form. And so dogs that are conditioned with this, according to Dr. Arlie Reynolds, who did the studies on it on his sled dogs mm -hmm. his dogs ran one to two degrees cooler than dogs that didn't get it and that's the huge benefit of that because shaving off one to two degrees when you start to get up that temperature scale over 104 105 106 and dogs are starting to get in trouble saving one or two degrees is a big thing it's the yes. difference between the heat stroke and, and not um, yeah, Garrett, Garrett Bailey's a vet, and he actually broke down the different temperatures of, you know, when a dog's hot, when a dog's heat exhausted, and when a dog's in trouble with heat stroke. Mm -hmm. And so you're exactly right. Shaving off that one or two degrees can turn in, you know, it can save a dog from never hunting again or dying to, yeah. you know, keep keeping that rolling. I got a question about the glycerol. And see, so if I don't use glycerol, and I'm just water baiting and stuff like that. Is it the hydration not as effective as with glycerol or, or does the water not still go to the muscle? How does that, how does that work? Well, the water's a benefit, but the glycerin gives it the absorption into the muscles, right? Into the individual cell tissue. Yeah. So the, that's the key is the transfer into this, into the cells and then the water stays. So it, it, it works. And mm -hmm. we get reviews. We get guys, especially from the south, southeast, uh, beagle runners a lot, uh, comment frequently on what a difference it made in their dogs. And a lot of people will call up out of the blue and they say, you know, I'm skeptical about this, but a buddy talked me into trying it. And by golly, that stuff works. And, yeah. and that's a pretty big deal for somebody to call <clears throat> out of the blue. I mean, it's it's common for people to call to complain about something, but to call and <laughs> praise something is a whole other level. Yeah, you know they are happy with it. And I get yeah. a lot of those calls while Kevin's gone, and yeah. you know we answer the phone at every chance we can. And if we don't leave a message, we call you back. Um, but they they'll start out, yeah, I want to talk to you, you know, and especially about hydration. I 
and I get worried because they're just so serious, you know, yeah. then, um, yeah. you know, then they go into, you know what, I was so skeptical, but it just, it made all the difference in the world. And, and sometimes they'll be hunting with buddies and those, the buddies don't use it. And, and this person does, and it, it just, it makes all the difference. And they want us to know that. And especially the second day, you know, or the third day, and a lot of his, their friends, dogs are just dragging and it's as if they don't even want to go and his you know dogs are jumping out of the box and like where can we go where can we run you know so uh, we just get to hear it firsthand all all the yeah. time yeah. we we haven't had anyone call up and say that stuff doesn't work right i mean not one person everyone is always very positive all five star reviews yeah well it's just a little bit you... just a 10 percent solution mixed with your water how do you, and that's I, what I was going to ask you, how you use it, how you get dogs started on it. And, and how did you develop a routine with your dogs to, to start using the, the step one? Routine's the right word, because if you just, just grab it and stuff it in their face, the morning you're going to load them up on the very first hunt that you're trying to try it, they're going to be confused and because it's something that's out of their routine. And so it kind of has to become part of the routine. It's become part of the routine with mine. They hear my truck start. And I bring that out and offer it to them while I'm loading gear in the truck. They're eating and drinking that. And then I load them up and away we go. And they've come to know that that's part of the routine. Um, sometimes they're so excited because they know they're going that they don't want to drink. And if, they, if they're not thirsty at the time, you've got to get them to drink if you, mm -hmm. if you can. And so water baiting comes in, adding some type of flavoring. I'll put in a, a little small kernel or handful of kibble in with the water and they'll they'll try to lick those kernels out of the bottom of the bowl and in the process get the water i use a uh, wild alaskan salmon fish oil as well to give it taste right and, and they they like that they lick the bowl clean with I, that i had a gentleman uh, within this last week that said shoot my dogs drink better with it than they do without yeah right and that's not always the case but you just you have to you know, work with it in with your own pack and and figure out how to do it. Those I'll tell you, two quart rubber I... water bowls, you know, uh -huh. that you can get at the feed store, up to about three quarters full, and they'll they'll take it, or if not all of it, most of it. And uh... I'll tell you one thing that that I found that worked really well uh, for me was uh, canned cat food. Canned cat food, one tablespoon of canned cat food in a gallon of water. Mm -hmm. and the dogs will drink every bit of it i mean it's amazing and you can i mean one one teaspoon or tablespoon put it in the jug with your water and your and your step one give it a really good shake and you can just pour a gallon of water out and and they'll drink every drop it's nasty i would not touch it with a 10-foot pole i hate canned cat yeah. food but the dogs yeah. love it well that's good so, yeah whatever it takes whatever can, it takes to get it yeah one can of cat food will last you you know five or six days yeah yep. you know just keep it keep it refrigerated or whatever but yeah i was curious about that. yeah just experiment whatever it takes yeah yeah but but get the dogs in the routine of it you know do it like right. on, on just a regular day in the morning before you or even if you're not going anywhere but just to get them familiar with the smell and the taste and the flavor and something different so that when it is time to go then, then they accept it and know that it's part of the routine and here we here we go this is what we do today so i think one of the things that uh is overlooked 
and we've even done it on our podcast here is the step two. I really want to take a deep dive into step two and of your dogs are hydrated and talk about the benefits mm-hmm. and why, why we should be using that just as much or regularly as we do step one. I want to say something first on that, just because, you know, the numbers don't lie. And obviously with our website, we have all sorts of analytics and we can look at that and and see how many people are using step one and step two and all of that. And it is, it is really, I don't know. I don't want to be negative and say it's a disservice to the dog, but it kind of is because it's great that the step one just sells like crazy. And there are so many people that buy step two, but the problem with it is that not everyone is buying step two and it's kind of leaving the dog out to dry as far as how does he or she feel the next day when you're expecting the same performance that you had yesterday. And that's where step two is so important. Yeah. Yeah. When you ask Dr. Arlie Reynolds, what's, what's the takeaway here? What's the best thing you've learned from, the sled dog industry that would apply to the hound dog industry and help us out. And he said, well, there's two things and they're both super easy. And one yeah. was the prehydration with glycerin. And the other was the, uh, was the energy recovery with maltodextrin. It's a maltodextrin is what, and it's a white powder, real fine powder, like uh, like a flower mixes mm-hmm. easily with water. It's a carbohydrate. So what you're doing is giving the dog a carbohydrate boost. And it works best if you can get it to the dog within 30 minutes after exercise. Um, the, the key to making it work is there's, there's two energy sources that a dog uses when he's working. He's using fat and he's using carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. They'll burn through their fat resources first, which is a good thing because the dog can store 50 times more fat than he can carbohydrates. So you want the dog to be burning fat as a primary source of energy. And you get the dog fat adapted and get the dog burning fat by feeding them a high fat dog food year round, something in the 20% range. So uh, 30, 20 foods are great. Um, whatever you can afford, whatever is available, you know, but getting up to that 20% fat and keeping the dog on it year round keeps the dog fat adapted so that he can burn fat. So when he's needing to burn energy, he burns it from fat. Right. And once he's burnt through and keep in mind that you just can't switch like during okay bear season starts next week i'm going to switch dog foods because it can take 12 to 16 weeks for a dog to fully adapt to a change in food mm-hmm. so so it's important to just feed it year round and then in your off season you just cut them back then oh know, i still hear adapt i still daily. hear people i still hear people though talking about you know switching from their wintertime blend to their summertime blend yeah and, well, it's science. Science is there, people. It's there, yeah. folks. Just keep well, them on the high fat diet. You know, that's that's it's been talked about on this podcast. It's a proven fact. Sled dog people have been doing it for years. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, we've got our own philosophy within the hound hunting community and it's been disproven. It's debunked. We've debunked right. the myth. Well, you have to think about what you're feeding as a long term strategy. Um, and, and when you look at it that way, and actually if you're feeding less then the cost overall is actually less than if you're feeding something that requires more. So, but we've all been there and it, and it's yep. tough in the off yep. season to be buying. And, and we've all been to the feed store and, and the prices of good dog food all start in the fifties, 
nowadays. You yeah. know, it's tough to find anything less than a dollar per pound. And so feeding a pack of dogs is serious consideration. And so that's it's a natural thing to do. But if you can just keep that in mind and keep them fat adapted year round, then they'll burn fat first. So they're out there working hard. Once they've burnt through their fat reserves, they'll switch to the carbs. Hey, folks, when you've got great sponsors and great products, it's not hard to talk about them. And I want to tell you about Onyx. Onyxmaps.com is where you go to get the most comprehensive mapping system in the hunting world. I'm telling you, it is a game changer for your hunting. It's going to reduce the cost of having map cards for every state. It doesn't directly integrate with your Garmin, but I use it all the time. If you can read a Garmin and then open up Onyx, you can see exactly where your dogs are headed, get property information, get terrain features. You can track where you've been. So if you're hunting a new area, say you're headed to Autumn Oaks and you're going to guide up there through a friend of a friend of a friend and you want to know the area, you can actually pre-scout that area go in and hunt it and it'll map your actual track you can turn on that feature and it'll record it while you're out there hunting pre-hunting those spots you can also find out who the neighboring landowners are contact them tell them what's up tell them you're going to be in there hunting and and more than likely you're going to be able to gain access to more property in those areas i use onyx all the time no lie so you can go to the Houndsman XP website at houndsmanxp.com, click on the Onyx logo on our sponsor page, and get your next Elite subscription and use our promo code HXP20, and you will get 20% off of your subscription for Onyx. Patreon members, you get a deeper discount when you join us on Patreon. Know where you stand with Onyx. And they start burning into their carbs. When they've hit the end of their carb tank, that's when they're done. That's when, and you felt it yourself when you're hiking. You're just done. You've hit the limit. You hit that wall. You know, you're you're out of energy, and that's what happens with the dog. Mm-hmm. And so, the easiest thing we can do is replace that carb loss, and you can replace it, especially if you can get this mixed with water into them within the first thirty minutes. And then that 30 minutes is important because this dog's burning energy and he's burning those carbs. There's receptor cells that come to the surface, or I should say receptors that come to the surface of the cells. Because those cells have burnt their energy. They're hungry for energy. And so the, the receptors come to the surface looking for energy out of the out of the bloodstream. Yeah. And you provide it with through this carbohydrate. And when the cells are hungry for it, you feed them and it, and the receptors recede after about 30 minutes. So after 30 minutes, it really doesn't make much difference. But if you can get it to them, then it makes a huge difference in replacing that carb loss. You can probably replace up to 60% of their carb loss immediately just in one drink. And it's so easy to do because you, you, you need to pre-mix it and have it with you so that it's in your truck or, you know, I pack it around on the back of my buggy, you know, so that when I pick them up, I pull out a water bottle. They're thirsty anyway. And so they drink it right down. And right. they're getting just exactly what they need, when they need it. And for it, whether you're going to hunt again the next day or whether you're going to go down the road a mile and dump them in again immediately, um, you've given them a boost. And it makes you, a huge difference. Have you seen, what's your experience prior to having this knowledge, Kevin, 
and now the way you bear hunt, you've you've seen the improvements personally. I've seen the improvements, but I'm looking for them, so I'm probably biased. Right. Mm -hmm. But 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 I can just see it. You can see it when they come out of the box when you get home. They're looking pretty good because there's been times I've had dogs that are beat. When I get back to the truck, they're just tired. You know, they had a yeah. long hot day and they're tired. And I, I gave, gave them some out on the trail before I came back and I gave them some more when I got back to the truck. I load them up and drive them home for two hours and I open the door expecting, oh, they're going to be stiff and sore. And boom, out they come like a puppy that just went in there. Wow. Ah, yeah. yeah. They got a boost out of that because nothing else would explain it. They should yeah. be more tired and sore, uh, but they got a boost out of that. There's a couple things there. I, I pack it around when I'm hiking in. I keep it in a, a quart squeeze bottle, mm -hmm. you know, so as soon as I get to the tree, um, you know, a lot of times I'll tie stuff back and I'll give them all a squirt of water. You know, I've got them all trained to, to drink out of a squirt bottle. When you first start trying to do this, I think you're trying to waterboard them, you know, right. but again, you've got, you've got a water bait to get this whole process started, but yeah. eventually you can stop with the nasty stuff and maltodextrin is something that you can drink as well. So in a pinch, you can, you can drink it to hydrate yourself, but, but I will put it in that squirt bottle because that soft palate in the back, especially when it's hot, will get coated with that sticky, foamy saliva. And that actually slows down a dog's ability to cool themselves through panning. So just by squirting it in their mouth and rinsing that off for them, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing the benefits on both sides, keeping them cool. Plus, you know, get them that carb boost because like you said, you go, you go to a mile down the road or two miles down the road and there's a bear crossing the road and you're going to pack it up. And there you go. You got dogs that can go. Another benefit is they just seem to be sharper. It just seems to help clear their mind as well. Cause the, the brain gets lacking for the energy sources as well. And it gives it brain food, gives it a boost. Uh -huh. And they just seem to be sharper. They just seem to handle better. They just, there's just a, a, a difference in temperament and tone a bit because they're more comfortable. You know, they're not thirsty yeah. and they're not tired. They're refreshed and, you know, they've, they've got what they need. So, and, and we, we do that as humans. So, you know, it shouldn't be, <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard to understand. Yeah. yeah. It's common in bodybuilder drinks. Mm -hmm. yep. They use it a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's the process in a nutshell. You know, the, the whole thing, and we'll wrap this up, but the reason I order it from dogs are treat is because you've got it in easy to use containers with, yeah. with instructions on the side. You know, yeah. I can go yeah. find a bag of a 50 pound bag of maltodextrin but then I got to find a container for it. And I got to <laughs> oh, yeah. try to, you yeah. know, I got to remember, I got to remember yeah. what the ratio is and all that stuff. Yeah. The way it's packaged, the way it's all out there and the way you've got it, got it set up. It's just too easy to use. And it's, it's not that much cheaper to go buy the, the right. bulk. Right. Really. We, no. and, it, and, and it's not cheap. I mean, it is an expensive no. investment that we go to. And it's to not easy to find to, either. Right. And, and we, you know, we have to prepare and figure out how much are we ordering so that we can serve all of our people, you know, right. and it's, we just make it really, really easy. And, you know, you, you as an individual probably wouldn't want to store the big bag. I mean, we get these in big, big 
quantities and, right. and big bags and it takes up space and it's, you know, you got to hope that you're going to be able to use that within a decent amount of time. You know, I mean, it's not like it has a really short shelf life, but good grief to. Now you don't want to buy it like we did. We'll get a pallet at a time. <laughs> <laughs> you get the pallet discount. Right. Our, uh, our goal though in this was one to provide it in a packaging that was easy for a person in the field to use. And other and then second was just education because we learned about it and the benefits of it. And we thought if we can just spread the word and just let people know that there is something out there that is perfect for hounds. We yeah. want to save some dogs. Yeah, we want to save some dogs. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's well, scary when you see a dog go down from heat. It's a scary thing and it can have long-term effects. Yeah. I've I've had one that did it prior yeah. to any of this kind of knowledge. Yeah. Uh, Cornfield race, plot days, 2012, probably one of the best plot coon dogs I ever had. And he got overheated in a cornfield. I looked at the, uh, I actually looked at the, the satellite images on an, I used to keep track of this stuff, uh, like satellite temperatures and stuff in cornfields. You can find them on, um, like, um, oh, seed company websites will, will track oh. some of that stuff. And yeah. the, the temperatures in the corn in the cornfield that night were like 93 degrees at, at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, Shouldn't wow. even have been hunted, hunting there, right? Yeah. but I right. was, and he was never the same. So yeah, man, I'm glad you guys laid that out for us. I just think it's something that's so easy for us to be able to, to use and something that's so beneficial for the dogs. If, if I was still pushing a dog in competition, then there's no way my truck would roll out without yeah without dogs are hydrated in it. Yeah, you talk right. about giving it to them. You come in, you won your early round, you come in, you water your dog. He's going to be ready to go for the second round. Yeah. You're yeah. always looking for it. You're we're always, always looking, looking for, for an edge. edge. That's yeah. it. That's there you it. Go. It's simple right there. So it's simple. Yeah. Yep. Bird dog guys, everybody can benefit from this stuff. If you got a dog, it can benefit. Yep. All right. You guys ready to talk about the big news? Big news. Sure. It is big. I'm ex I'm really am yeah. excited about yeah. this. We are so, now. It's going to be I'm excited that you're going to come to Autumn Oaks. And is that going to be the yeah. official reveal? Yes. Um yes, there yes. it depends on how much I get done between now and then. Um there might be some things that roll out after. Um but yes, we they our publisher printer has promised that we will have our books by the 21st so that we'll have time to ship them to you so that you can help get them to automobiles. Yes. So, yep. Well, let's yep. talk about that so. thing. Okay. So, well, I, I like to think about um, way back and, and I'm going to ask people if they remember when yeah. that Kevin started sharing some short little stories on Facebook. And, you know, cause he's got all this in his head and all these years of all this, all these different experiences and, and all of that. And so it was, it was neat. It was cute, right? He was, he was writing some of these stories and putting them on Facebook and people were just like, oh my gosh, when is the next story coming out? And, and they would just be so anxious. And yeah. it was, I mean, there was at least a week or two in between the different stories. And so man, I was hooked on, you know, 
yeah, you were hooked on him and we really didn't even know you at that time. Matt. No, and then right. one day that's when you called and said, holy cow, we, we, we need to do a podcast. So anyway, um, you know, it's been almost four years since that was going on three yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so anyway, you know, he got to where he had shared about five and I started seeing Kevin, wow. you know, this is kind of making me nervous. What if people steal this content or, you know what I mean? You have to be careful these days. That's, with all that, that was that. my, com- that was my, and comment. you, yeah. and you yeah. said that too. I mean, you definitely got a hold of Kevin said, Hey, you know, I, um, I, this is great. I, I, I noticed your work and what you're doing. And, and you told them, you know, I'm getting nervous. And, you know, Nancy over here was getting nervous too. And, and I just <laughs> thought, gosh, if you keep doing that, I mean, these are like chapters, basically, you could literally right. write a book with these. And so, but you were right there too and said, Kevin, hey. Yeah, and so, that. Yeah, yeah, we need to put your copyright information on each story, but you kind of need to stop doing that and, and you know, keep going. Stop but, giving it to him for free. Yeah, yes. Right. yes. Right. Yeah. And so that that's basically on the, after I think the ninth one, I, I was just like, Kevin, stop, please. We cannot share any more of this. And, and people were sad because they're like, when's the next one coming out? So now there's a, there's a bunch of them and they're all. Well, let's talk about what it is. I mean, this is a, this is a book called tracking the long walker and it's written by Kevin Hall. And it, the, the reason that it's so interesting in the way that it's written, but it's all based on your life and even your dad's life and the friends that he had as a lion hunter. Right. And you tie all that together in a very unique story. Going back 50 years. So, you know, it's not a history book, but there's a lot of history in it. You know, it's not a how-to book on lion hunting. But as you read through it, you'll pick up on a lot of how-to type things, you know, that that the the people in the book experienced that that you could learn from. Um, It's not like my history, but it's like a history of that. 50 year span from the early 70s to till now of my experiences. And not only just my experiences, but people that I know well or knew well um, at the time, and maybe stories that happened to them. Because as as, as it progressed and, and we started really thinking about a book, I started writing down just bullet points or topics of different things that I could write about. And, and, and it kind of, things kind of started to steamroll and that list kept getting bigger and bigger. And I, and, and I centered all these stories around a cat and, and placing the cat in different places. And he was having an interaction with this guy over here and an interaction with something over there. And, but I had so many topics that I was going to need more cats. So I had to (laughs) pause the original cat and then like backtrack to his mother and then backtrack to his grandfather who was a big monster Tom that came out of Canada. You know, yeah. where cats get well, don't, real big. Don't tell, don't tell too yeah. much oh, of the Yeah, right. all right. But, <laughs> the, but we the, track his life and then his father's life, all the, and, and it covers a whole lot of territory. The timeline will skip around because this, because I got had to keep the cat moving. You know, I got a big map and I got to keep the cat moving from story to story. And so one story might be from the early 70s and then the next story is from 2001 but that's just the way that it flows so don't right really be accountable right. to a timeline and just understand that um but it, it, it flowed out really well 
And I was really happy to be able to feature some of the other local houndsmen or regional houndsmen, I should say, and put some spotlight on them. And 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 it just made me feel good. Yeah, they're guys you would have never heard about otherwise, but they were important to me. So that yeah, was one of that, was, that was one of the biggest takeaways I got, yeah. Kevin, was yeah. you, you had an opportunity. So many books are written about our own personal experiences and the things. And and you took yeah. the story of the lion hunter and then put individual faces with it because of people that you knew, people that you've interacted with, people that have been your friends for a long, long time. And so you were telling their story as much as you were telling any anything else in this whole book. Right. Right. I, it, it was a it's it's right. amazing. I, I'm glad that I got to proofread it. Um, so what's the layout going to be? Is it going to be like a chapter book? Is it going to be, and I'm asking rhetorical questions here cause I already know the answers, but I want to lay it out for the audience. Well, I, no, it's a chapter book and it'll be about this size. It's like a six by nine standard size, um, roughly 200 pages. It depends on what they end up with as far as typeset and spacing. And, uh, there's going to be about 70, 75 pictures it's funny it. that you picked that book up because right. oh, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. no accident yeah. yeah no accident yeah no accident we picked this book Ligertown. Yeah. Ligertown made the book yeah um, one of the um, things that i wanted to say that i think is really important is that there's when when you go to write a book or have one published there's a lot of ways that you could do it and we had a hard time choosing as to whether or not to do a hard copy um, a paperback, both, um, Come and, black yeah, and, white. and the color in the black and white. So the biggest thing about, about the book is that we got quotes to do just to do color. And we're just like, Oh my goodness. You know, that's really expensive. Um, and then the, you know, got the quotes for the black and white, but when it came right down to the fact that we got looking at all of the pictures that are going to be in the book, and there's up to 80 pictures in there, we said there is no way that we can go the, the cheaper route because it will greatly impact the magnificent, I won't even say that right, um, the greatness of the book because the pictures that are going to be in there are their history. There, there's so many old, awesome pictures um, and some new ones. And so we did decide to go full color and we're very, very excited about it. We can't wait to get it in our hand too, so that we can thumb through it. It'll be soft cover. Um, hard cover is like three times as much. We, we looked at hard cover. That's a stretch. Well, maybe yeah, you can do an, a second edition limited run limited in hard cover. Maybe that'd be yeah, a good idea. I will be, I yeah. will be the first, first on the yeah. list to order that hard cover. I promise. Yeah. This is it. There's so many layers to this thing. I think there's something in it for everybody. It's a, it's actually a book that lion hunters and houndsmen are really going to enjoy. It's also a book that sheds light on the importance of houndsmen and what we do for wildlife management when we're out, you know, because there's stories about, you know, being involved in, in the studies and, and things like that and the importance that those houndsmen uh, the important role they play in assisting these biologists and different things that's in there. Yeah. And there's, uh, it's yeah. kind of a storybook that, that 
I absolutely would not hesitate one iota to sit down if my kids were still little and and read them about the adventures of the long walker. It's written in that kind of way. It, I mean, it's just it's it's uh, it's very intriguing and interesting the way it was written. And with a grand grandson on the way, I promise you, I'll read some of it to him. I'll, I'll read it to him. Oh, so, congratulations! Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I knew about that. Yeah. All right, yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's 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 my stories that are in it and there's other individual stories. There's stories depicting scenes and, and historical things that happen. But binding them all together is the lion's story because the cat has a story, too. Right. And uh, sometimes I probably got to favor in the cat side and, and made the cat the hero in a story. Um, but that's all right. I know that I was surprised, you know, as I was reading through it all, that it 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 really wasn't a book focused around Kevin. And you you had touched on that. Right. It, this is not a hey, I'm Kevin Hall. This is this is all about me. It's not that at all. Not at and all. And the the way yeah. that he did it, you know, I, I mean, it truly, I I feel, and and I I hope that I'm not just saying this because I'm biased, but I just I've been so amazed and so shocked at what he was able to do. I, I feel like the way that he wove it all together was masterful. I, I just like, wow. Cause I saw the list of all the topics that he wanted to do. And I just thought, I have no idea how you are going to make that work, but he <laughs> did in a big yeah. way. So yeah. there could be a volume to, huh? I don't is that, know. It's is that like, a teaser? Okay. Now we'll I'll, reprint the first, we'll just do another run. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. Any female that's ever had a baby without an epidural Always says, uh, you know, when asked if you're going to do it again, you know, well, talk to me in a year, you know, I mean, because really that, that yeah. it, it's so much. It's it's so much. I mean, this is OK. Yeah, you, I don't know. People probably won't see this, but Chris. This is what it took. Yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> I mean, Amazing. it's not going to be this thick, but these right. are. These are notes, edits. notes, these are edits, these are, Changes. okay, we have this yeah. edited, but we have to do it two more times. I mean, we literally, the book has been proofread and gone through <laughs> three times. And I, I do, we were maybe going to stay away from this and you don't have to put this on the podcast if you don't want to, but our very first try, um, as far as getting some help with a, an edit and proofreading and that type of thing was we, we did go online and hired a service which has a great reputation. But the problem is, is that gal, the gal was not totally honest on her profile as to what her native language was. And so she was the first one to get the, her hands on the book. And so she had put it in this really nice program that's built for, for book editing. Well, I didn't, I don't have any idea how to, how to do that. So when we got it back, it looked awesome. However, her native language was actually way out of this country and she changed the book so much that we sat there with our mouths open. And, uh, we, we couldn't even understand what they, what, what was being said. I mean, instead of leaning against a, a oh, she boulder. She wrote it. There's one sentence where the cat left on a boulder. Left on a boulder. And she said the cat leaned on a border. Border. Yeah. I mean, it was totally rewrote. just really. So that was so a nightmare. So here we had wow. this format that I didn't know how to do, but we got through the first six chapters and we we're like, we can't use this at all. We can't use this at all. <laughs> right. And man. that was weeks 
you know, know probably a month. Sorting that out. So it's it's those types of things. It stopped I mean, us for a while. Yeah. Because it, it was enormous. It, it, there was, uh, I mentioned Ken Jaffick's Big Game Walkers. And uh, she had changed that to enormous game walkers. Oh, enormous. Yeah. Well, big, entirely, big, big game. Yeah. Like enormous a, game walkers. Enormous thing. game walkers. Enormous <laughs> game walkers. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, re that's relevant to our crowd. <laughs> These so are really big having, dogs. Uh, Is this Clifford the big read. red dog? But uh, it was having so to read, you know, that... like every word. And we were just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> yeah. 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 That was one of, just one of the process things, though. But, um, yep. We got yep. a chapter on Bluff Creek Toto. I was able to get Bluff Creek Toto featured in a chapter towards the end because his himself and his, well, I'm still hunting dogs that go back to him. You know, sure. Are, are the dogs, the primary dogs that are in that. So, well, you so wrote the cool. book, Kevin. I, nobody, you know, nobody's going to, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you you deserve to tell some of your yeah. story. You spent yeah. so much time telling other people's story in this book. I'm glad you did include, you know, yeah. some of your history and and the story about Toto and and things like that. He was he was an yeah. icon in the West. I know several yep. people that that knew right. about him. So, yeah. So, are you gonna are you gonna have copies on hand at Autumn Oaks? Yes. Yes. And uh, another rhetorical question. When am I going to be? When am I going to get these? I'm not going to get them like the thirtieth and have to be sit around here waiting. So much of this this final process <laughs> has been relying on other people. We I understand. The, like the cover photo contracted out with a a, a very well known wildlife wildlife artist, and uh, we started this conversation back in March after we had seen you at the Kalispell. Yeah, and we initiated that, and we finally got the the cd copies yesterday yesterday and we'd had a timeline set up with him and he did a great job of compressing his schedule so that he could make it happen and it happened so uh, now the printer is the phase that we're relying on and Do they you promised they could have it done by the 21st so, so yeah we'll be shipping you a box on the 22nd yeah so that's yeah. the answer the answer yeah. is we will pick up our books by the 21st and get them shipped and I might do like a two day air yeah. know, two day shipping. And so I well, would say that Wednesday before, cause you, I know what day you're going. So you, you should be getting them a week before you, you, even your normal shipping, Nancy. I mean, I ordered some paws are protected here last week and I, I think it only took two days to get here. Okay. Priority. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, you guys are Johnny on the spot on that stuff. Do you want to reveal who your cover artist was? Tom Manzanares. Absolutely. Yep. And we, we did. well known in the wildlife art industry. He does fantastic work. Yeah. And the that was a story in itself because we had a particular scene that we wanted him to try to capture. And so we were describing the scene and what we wanted. And we sent him a couple of chapters that, that depicted that scene. And so then it was up to him to take all that information and sketch it all out and lay it out and make it look like what he was hearing from us and what he was reading and piecing it all together. And it was fantastic. It was yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was, couldn't be happier. It was fun yeah. yesterday to go. We didn't get to pick up the picture, but it's done because he still needs to put the gloss on it and things. Yeah. Um, but to, Tate needs to drive. <laughs> we hadn't met him in person. 
Uh, yeah. And so yesterday we got to meet him and yeah. his wife, Robin, and they're just great, great people. And we got to see art that he had done back when he was 16 years old yeah. and unbelievable art. But his mom said that he started as like a two or three year old child, just all of a sudden drawing amazing things. And wow. so w that was a choice that we made because we knew we knew how much the portrait was going to cost and that, you know, the portrait is for the cover of the book. Mm -hmm. We knew what that entailed, but we also knew that we wanted full rights to that portrait. And so we sure. did pay for that as well, you know, and so those types of things, you know, they're going to come into play a little bit in the cost of the book. It's, you know, the portraits for us, we're, we're not expecting to get all of that back, but um, but it means so much to us because basically in our minds, we created the, the long walker, you know, Kevin created yeah. the long walker and, and we right. had big ideas of what we wanted him to look like and right. man, he got it. He, he got it. Yeah. So the cover's just super exciting yeah. for us and, yeah. and it, it came to be what we wanted it to be. Yeah. Say Tom's last name again, just so everybody knows. Manzanaris. Manzanaris. You can find yeah. him on Facebook. He's a very accomplished hound hunting type artist as well. Right. A lot right. of good, good wildlife stuff yeah. on there. He's done different prints or di done different paintings for organizations and yes. things like that. So yeah, he's a, he's a friend of the amazing. club, the Eastern Idaho Houndsman Association. He's, he's a friend of the club. I can so spell his great. name for you. M-A-N-S-A. <laughs> N A R E Z Manzanares. Yes. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, that's great, man. That's this is exciting stuff. I <sighs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a book that someday you're gonna look at it on eBay and it's gonna cost seven hundred dollars to get it. Yep. Oh, that'd be yep. that'd be great. Yeah. I gotta tell you this morning, you know, because like I said, yesterday was the day that we got to drive. Um, over an hour to go pick up well we didn't get the picture itself but we got the cd so anyway um this morning kevin comes out he says you didn't get that tie out shipped yesterday <laughs> <We're> like, what <laughs> i mean you know the 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 weight off my shoulders i literally am getting tears in my eyes because it's just been so much it, it's a huge process to do something like this and i i can't you don't just sit down and whip out a book i i mean you just don't and so right. anyway we we get to move on so yeah. are you going to have the cover offered in prints Yes, we are. We are. Awesome. We are. Yes, we, are. we are. Great. Yeah. We have, you know, we haven't gotten to a chance to go down that road yet, but you can right. sell them in different ways, just as the print that's rolled up in a tube and you can frame it any way you want, or we could sell it as framed and prepackaged and ready to hang on the wall. So we'll, we'll probably do a little both. Great. Uh, we'll offer that and it's good enough that you would want it. Yeah. So I've got a yeah. sneak peek at part of it yeah. and it's, it's going to yeah. be epic for sure. Yeah. And that's yeah. an overused word, but I mean, right. Th this is a right. nice, this is an, it, it's, it just tells the whole story. You're going to know what that book's about when you, when you look at the cover. Well, and we put so much work into the book. We wanted something to justify the work, you know, and we didn't Very want to go on that. 
and uh, and it just when when the idea struck that we should have Tom create something for us, it was just there was just no other way to do it. Yeah, yeah there's sometimes yeah. when yeah. less is more, and this was absolutely not one of those times. Less is not more. We yeah. more is more is more. Yeah. We, we wanted it to yeah. be more. Yeah. Well, I got one last question, and uh, and then we can wrap it up from there. But um, did you ever get writer's block through the whole thing? You always Many hear about, times. yeah. Well, this goes What's back that four like? years. This goes back four years. Um, yeah. and, and I just started writing so I'd have content. We had this fledgling pod, or, uh, Facebook group called Dogs or Tree that needed some content. And so mm -hmm. I was just putting down. That was four years ago. And um, yeah, there were several times when the momentum was just gone and the, the creativity flow just ebbed away because something else in life would interject like sure. a bear season or Nancy's arm, you Broken know, arm. or any number of things in life would kind of put a halt to things and break your momentum. And then, and then months could go by before the inspiration came back to, to pick it up and start on it again. And so the, uh, that was, that was common throughout this process. Well, we appreciate you though, because you sensed that and you, when we would talk <laughs> and we don't talk often, maybe every six months or so, maybe three or four months, you'd throw in, Hey, how's that long walker go? You know, just a gentle nudge, just a gentle nudge to keep it, to keep it. And I'd give you a story. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's this and that. And yeah, we, we need to get working on that. And, uh, but, um, basically the long worker was taking, <laughs> appreciate, a nap yeah, he was, napping. he was just sleeping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we appreciate your, uh, persistence, your gentle persistence in helping keeping it going. And well, it was all, it was all selfish. I can tell you that. I just wanted uh, we to read the back final in product. March, you know, and you know, the reason we were together and then it was just full on, this has got to get done. We got to push yeah. this through. And, uh, and we did it. Well, you've been inviting us to Autumn Oaks for a few years, and yeah. we just thought we cannot keep telling him no. <laughs> you know, I know things come up, but we we really do need to get to Autumn Oaks. We want to. We're excited about it, and and so it was a great push to be able to you know move us forward. It's it's a goal that we had. So there right. was a deadline. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll so. tell you what's going to happen. Just give everybody a sneak peek on what's happening at autumn oaks this year of course kevin and nancy will be there with us uh we'll be in a booth with a double booth with cajun lights we're kind of bringing all of these great people together is what we're doing uh and we're all going to be it, it'll all be located in one spot we're going to be in the the booth with lw nixon and cajun lights and we'll have our own little space off to the side. We're going to have all our merchandise there. You'll be able to meet Kevin and Nancy. You'll be able to meet several members of our team. Heath is bringing his whole family and okay. they'll all be there working and, and, and playing and doing all that sort of stuff. Bryce Matthews will be on the grounds with, um, Midwestern and they'll have his whole tribe. there, all seven kids, uh, and they'll be, they'll be competing and, and, so if you've never been to Autumn Oaks, there's a reason for you to come out. You know, we're going to have, there's, there's tons of dog stuff going on. I'm sure UKC's podcast is going to do all the build up for it. We've done build ups for Autumn Oaks in the past on this podcast, but if you've never gone, you need to see it at least one time. We're going to have our dog box on display there 
so you can take a firsthand look at it and see why that's different and sets it apart from any other dog box on the market. It's just going to be a great weekend. Going to be a great weekend. We're, oh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, we are. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, hey, anything else we need to cover before we wrap this one up? No, we're good. Well, no. I appreciate you guys taking time to sit down with us on the Houndsman XP podcast. Both of you, Kevin and Nancy, your, your, your friendship means so much. I, Thank you. And that's the, that's the cool thing about doing this podcast has been the relationships I've got to build with it. And yeah, you absolutely. Guys are appreciate that. we've definitely yeah. appreciated our friendship with you too. Yeah. Yep. Feel the yep. same way. And thanks for having us on the number one hound podcast. There you go. <laughs> thanks for that plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Houndsman XP podcast. This is Fair Chase.